Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. We hope that this message will challenge you and encourage you on your journey of faith. If you would like to learn more about Journey Church, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at thejourneychurch.cc. Now enjoy the message. Welcome. Good morning to Journey Church. Good morning to Hilton Baptist. I am super excited to be up here. I'm not going to trip over any of this stuff that's up here because it's all recorded and I will become a meme. So I'm not going to do that, hopefully. (laughs) Now that I said it, I'm going to be like super aware. You got it? Thank you. Yeah, so um, just a side note, because I was just thinking about not falling over anything, is I am also a hairstylist. And if anyone ever has done anything with any type of tools, the moment you get something that's brand new, you're like, I'm not going to cut myself with this tool. My tool of choice is scissors. So I'm always like, I get new, new scissors, and I'm like, I'm not going to cut myself. I'm not going to cut myself. And I start cutting somebody's hair, and I've been doing it for 20-plus years, and I cut myself. So uh, hopefully... You know, thank God this table's here. But anyways, good morning, guys. Thank you for being here. I'm glad to see all of your amazing faces. You guys look good. It is 2023. Y'all looking good. Y'all should be happy about that. You should cheer for yourself. Can you cheer for yourself this morning? You look good. You're here. You're breathing, right? That's amazing. Oh, goodness. I do want to shout out all of the volunteers that have been volunteering the last few weeks for port. If you have been showing up and you have been serving, thank you. Thank you guys. You are literally supporting the local uh, homeless community and blessing them. So I personally want to say thank you guys. And it's it's an honor to be able to be here this morning and hopefully bless some of you guys back after all that you've been doing for the community. So it is the new year. And for me at the new year, often comes this thing called the word for the year. And uh, I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but I'm going to do it anyways. Sorry, guys. I just got to make sure my compu- my tablet stays open. So anyways, the new year comes with the, I, I normally have this like word of the year thing that I do. My husband thinks it's kind of corny. He has for many years, but what I think is kind of funny is how God works in spite of what we think, because a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, my husband was like, so I don't normally do the word for the year, but I actually got my word for the year before my wife got hers. And I was like, ha, what's actually funny is that you say you don't get a word and the Lord gave you a word for the last past couple years, actually. So I was like, ha, the joke's on you. (laughs) And so I was praying as he was sharing that, because I was like, all right, God, like this end of the year, I was quite distracted with just sickness and recovery from things and just all of it. And so I was like, God, what is my word? Why have you not given me a word yet? Because that's how I talk to God. Let's be real. I mean, I'm going to be as transparent as I can be because I'm just as human as each person that's sitting out here and anyone that ever tunes in online is I'm human. And I talk to God just like that and probably a lot worse sometimes. Um, But I'm like, God, why have I not gotten this word yet? Like I'm the one who's normally give me a word. And the Lord dropped it on me as he was sharing. But before I get into that, because obviously the word is up here, that's my word. I'll share this with you in a few minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray that everything that the Lord has deposited in me this past couple weeks, I'm able to get out to you guys 
and only what the Lord wants me to get out. So I'm going to just pray really quick before I go into sharing this verse. God, I thank you that the words that you have for each of us, not only everyone that's listening, but for myself as well, that we're able to receive them. That it's not only just receiving, but we're able to be blessed and encouraged to grow in this new year. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're going to turn, well, I'll say turn, but you can flip on your phone or whatever you've got to Psalm 92, verse 12 through 15. It's going to be on the screen, too, so you don't have to do anything. It says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. You see, when I read these scriptures and when you read these scriptures, it's pretty easy to get excited about these scriptures, about what, what, it, what it's like to be planted in the Lord, to be grounded in the house of God. And it's really easy sometimes to get in the mindset of, well, when I do all the right things, I get all the right things back. That's the mindset that I've had throughout my life. I've, I've had this mindset, like I said, I'm going to be open and honest with you guys, that, God, I'm doing all the right things. I'm living the right way. Why is this happening? Has anyone else ever been, is it just me or has somebody else been in that position, even in the last week, where it's like, seriously, Lord, I have done, and I have done, and Why? And you know what? God can take it. Out of all the, all the people in the world that can take it, God can take that. God can take it. But, anyways, I found myself in that thought process throughout my life. So when I found that the Lord was leading me to this verse, I went into kind of like investigator mode. Because that's what I do, is I'm like, why? Why are you leading me to this verse? What is this verse really saying how am I able to unpack this? And where do I see Jesus in these scriptures that you've led me to? So that's where I began, is asking a lot of questions about these few verses that the Lord led me to for my verse, for the, my word for the year. So, like I said, my word is flourish. And that's not a word I ever use. Does, does anyone out there use that word flourish? Like, I'm going to flourish this year. No. I mean, if you do, no, I'm not throwing shade at you if you use that word. I don't use that word. So when that word came to mind, I was like, no, God, that's not cool. We're not going there. And I kept pressing it down, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, what are, what is this word? Flourish. And so it kept coming up all day. As I was praying, and I was like, all right, so obviously this is it. This is where we're landing at this year, Lord. And it's a really great word, but it's just something I don't normally say. And so that's where I landed. You see, last year, I loved my word. 2022, my word was rise. Come on, like that got me excited. Come 20, I was like, come on, January. I got this. We are going to do this. But you want to know what? You want to know something? In order to rise, what often has to happen? You have to go through some stuff. You see, you have to rise from the ashes at times. So there were some things last year when I started the year out, I was like, oh, we got this. And there was things that happened that I was like, oh, my gosh, why? I went back to that question. Why, God? Why is all this happening? But I ended the year completely understanding 
completely understanding that in order to rise, you've got to go through some stuff. And some of that stuff is not always pleasant. Some of it might be great, but it wasn't always pleasant. So as I started meditating on what last year looked like and why flourish was the word for me this year, I was like, okay, now I get it even more now. I understand this, Lord. And so I want to give you the definition of the word flourish. The meaning of it is to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. That is good. But I'm not going into this year thinking it's going to be easy because what does it talk about? It talks about growing and developing in a healthy and vigorous way. We're going to get into that in a minute because we just got done reading all those verses from Psalms talking about trees and how they're planted and all this like in-depth stuff about trees and roots. But we're going to go there. But I have a few points we're going to hit on. I have three questions that I am starting this year asking myself that I would challenge you guys to ask yourself as well. I'm going to unpack each of those, but I'm going to give you three of them up front. What environment will you tolerate? What environment will you cultivate? Oh, it's a little backwards on this screen. What environment will you tolerate? What environment will you cultivate? And what environment will you elevate? Man, the Lord already started working on me. I'm like, we are only in the month one of 2023, Lord. You're going to give me all this right now? Because it's a challenge for me. I'm sharing with you what I have to ask myself that's pretty much every time I ever preach. Everybody in, that shows up and hears me at Journey, you know I'm sharing with you exactly what I'm walking through. So I'm preaching to myself, and I have to go back and listen to it often. But the environment we tolerate often is something we think as an outside source. But I want to change your perspective and think about this. The environment you tolerate, let's think about that from the inward environment. What inward environment are you tolerating that you need not to tolerate? You see, the reality is that our outward environment is not able to flourish beyond our inward environment and stay sustainable. Because sometimes things can look great on the outside for short short term, but long term it's not sustainable. It might look good, but let's go back to what is that inward environment that we are cultivating We want what's inward to look just as good as what's on the outside and how we're living our life. You see, the inward environment is the way we see ourselves and the way we think God sees us. Because every negative thought you think is because of either something you think about yourself or the things you think God thinks about you. And that's the inward environment I'm talking about. We often see ourselves way worse than other people, way worse than God, and way worse than we really are. We see ourselves as worthless and hopeless and unlovable and without any, like, anything good to give to others, not having talents, not having, you know, desires, not having a purpose. That's how we see ourselves. But God doesn't see us that way. And that's the perspective I'm talking about, the inward environment that we have to shift. We must be willing to stop tolerating the lies that we believe about ourselves and change them to the truths of who God says we are. You see, God is love, and God always sees us through the lens of love. Always. I want you to hear that. He always sees you through the lens of love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. I never get tired of reading this verse. I could put this in every single message and just still, it's like something new all the time. 
1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love, love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoking nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wronged and endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, and endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. This is what we can counter every lie that tries to come into our minds, into our inward environment with this, this very scripture about God's love. That's how you counter the false things that try and come against you, that try and take root in that inward environment that we need to cultivate to be able to flourish. You see, in this new year, it's the new year. We're not even one month into the new year. So there's no better time to start cultivating the right type of inward environment than right now. Maybe it wasn't January 1st when you started, but right now, whatever the day is, I don't even know, is the best time to start. It is the best time to start. And I want to tell you, it's going to sound crazy, but the best thing to do when you start this, to start countering the things that come in your mind, because some of you guys may be much like me, where you start having these thoughts and it just keeps going and it keeps going. Is anyone else like that? You, it's easy just to get on that, that, that wheel and just keep going with the negative thoughts to where you are just low in this very low place. I want to tell you, don't tolerate it. Don't tolerate it. And this is what I want to say. Why you might sound crazy. Speak it out loud. Tell yourself no more. Say it. Go look in the mirror at yourself. I'm telling you, you might feel crazy, but I'm going to tell you this. You have got to outspeak the things that are trying to go on on the inside of your mind to stop them. Stop that thought process. Look in the mirror. Say it wherever you're at, wherever it's happening. No more. I will not tolerate and I will not cultivate an, an environment inside of me that is not the truth of who God says I am. That's what you do. It sounds simple. I get it. And it really is. Because when you're in that negative space, it's hard to get out of it. I'm going to tell you this real quick. This is another thing. Is I, I learned this. I'm going to give you it for free. I paid a counselor for it. You got it for free. Go to your freezer. Grab an orange. Put it in the freezer. And when you have those thoughts happening and something and you can't seem to get off of it, go into that freezer and grab the orange out and hold the orange. It's frozen. So it helps keep your concentration on something else besides what's going on inward. Distract yourself. Do what you got to do. That was free. <laughs> you see, when, when a tree is planted, when a tree is planted, it doesn't get to choose where it's being put in the ground, okay? I, I would hope that the person planting it has done their research on the soil that is the, in the surrounding area, but sometimes maybe not. They don't get to choose. But when a tree is planted, sometimes the tree's roots grow really deep based on the types of trees in the environment. And then there are some trees where the roots grow very close to the surface, okay? Some of them actually you can see on top of the surface. You see these big roots, okay? I got to find where I'm at. Sorry, I'm totally losing myself. But the tree 
knows what environment it needs to best flourish. Okay, the tree knows if it's planted in soil that is not good for the roots to grow deep into, the tree knows I'm going to stay near the top of the surface because I need oxygen and I need sunlight and I need water. So it stays towards the top of the surface. The tree knows what environment it needs to cultivate a healthy, flourishing life. We need to know what is the inward environment that we need to have a healthy and flourishing life. And this is what it is. This is what is cultivating a life of understanding who you are, whose you are, and that you are deeply loved. And you don't have to tolerate the lies that try and come in. So the second thing that we're going to be hitting on is what environment will we cultivate? What environment will we cultivate? You see, we all get to choose what we believe inwardly. Like I said, we, that is a choice. We choose those beliefs that we, we hunker down in. But we also all have a choice of how we cultivate that, how we cultivate that, how I believe will affect how I do life with others, okay? How I believe about me and how I believe about God will determine how I do life in relationships with other people. And I want to challenge everyone that this needs to be a year where we cultivate relationships with others, where we spend time cultivating the relationships that we can have with others. When a tree is planted, all of the roots, like I said, can either grow really deep or stay to the surface. But what you notice about most of these roots on trees is that they all get intertwined when they're growing. When they're going down deep, they're getting intertwined because there is a strength that will help keep them stable. It's like their foundation that starts to happen underground. We don't get to see it, but underground, as they grow down deep or stay to the surface, they're intertwining the whole time. And I'm telling you, that foundation, that's why that tree can be 100 feet tall and it's not moving. It might go side to side, but it's not moving. It's not going down. I mean, unless it's dead and that has to go back to our inward stuff. Okay, but just saying, that's inward stuff at that point. But the tree is all intertwined. That's how we get to do life. That's how we should do life. There's strength in that. There is strength in being intertwined and being relationships, being in relationships with other people. It is just, there's something about showing up and, and some, this isn't, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Some people, it might not be a church environment that you're used to where you're like, I just can't go all the time and I can't be plugged in and I can't be serving and I can't be whatever. And I'm not saying you have to do all of those things to be connected, but I'm going to tell you, I, I don't know what I would do without my community. Without my church family, I don't know what I would do. I know I can show up and with very little words have somebody pray for me. I know I can do that. As the pastor of the church, I can rely on showing up in my community praying for me. You can show up and have very little words, and the Lord will just speak right through somebody that will bless your heart and that will encourage you. That's what I'm talking about. Having a relationship that you have cultivated where you're like, you know what? I love, I was just talking with someone before service, and she had said, can I take the mask off? And I'm like, This is the only place that we should not really have to even say that. Just take it off. Don't even wear it. Not physical mask that you're having to wear for for COVID. I'm saying, like, just be. 
come. And if you've got mess going on, guess what? Everybody else has got mess going on too. They just might not be showing it. Okay? We all have it. Just come and allow someone to love on you. Cultivate relationships. Be a part of where you can be a part of. If it's a life group or if it's a small group, if it's a worship team, if it's whatever it is you're able to be a part of, be a part of it and connect with people. Because I'm telling you, there is just, there's something about not forsaking the gathering together. I'm telling you. That wasn't even all in there. So anyways, when I read through Psalms 92, <clears throat> I was asking myself, where do I see Jesus? And it hit me as I was reading through it. I'm going to pull it back up, guys. Is um, Right here, 92, it says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Jesus is the source that keeps that palm tree flourishing. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Jesus is the source. He's our source. When we are growing and you're flourishing, Jesus is the source of that for us. When you're growing and growing tall and becoming stronger, Jesus is the source for that. Next verse says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. When we are planted in Christ, he is the source we draw from and we will flourish. They shall bear, they should still bear fruit in old age. When Jesus is our source, we will bear fruit. They shall flourish, they shall be fresh and flourishing because Jesus is the source. Typo, sorry guys. Because Jesus is the source. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. You see, all of, this thing, all of these things about the trees and, a, and about being in the house of the Lord, there's a lot of m- things that we can draw like as a metaphor to our own lives. We can draw from this and understand that this is what Jesus is to us. This is who Jesus is. He is our source. In John 4, verse 10, it says, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus is our living water. He is what what fuels us, what fills us, what encourages us, what strengthens us, which brings about flourishing in our life. Jesus is our, our water. He is our living water. So when we cultivate environments within and around us, it is what helps us flourish in life. It is what will help us flourish. We are created for relationship because we are created by a God who is a relational God. Okay? We have a God who is a relational God who knows exactly what we need. And we can learn from that. I know, also know people can be very difficult when we talk about relationships. None of you guys, none of y'all, not me. I'm not difficult, right, love? <laughs> none of us are difficult, but I get it. People can be difficult. But let me tell you, there is no growth in comfort. There is no growth in comfort. When we are, we are challenged by somebody else, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to love. It's an opportunity to just be a blessing for that person. That is what relationship is all about. What is it? The verse about iron sharpening iron. That, 
you've seen though that like iron hitting iron, like there's sparks. There is toughness when it comes to relationships that you might face, and it's okay. I understand. Another thing about growth, as I was meditating on the, the trees and the seeds, and I was unpacking and looking all of this stuff up and what it means to flourish, you see, when a, when a seed is planted, there's a process. So you got to plant the seed, you got to dig a hole, put it in there, you cover it back up. Then you got to do something else, which is water that seed, right? Then as that seed starts kind of building a little foundation with, it, with its root system, that seed has to do some work before it ever sprouts. And that, that seed has to break through ground. Sometimes the ground might be hard. Sometimes it might be easy to get through. But I want to tell you, that's what relationships are like. You have to be willing to cultivate them. You have to be willing to go through some dirt sometimes. Because on the other side, there's sunshine. And boy, Sunshine feels good. If anyone's been outside today, that warm spring weather that's coming here soon in Jesus' name, that sunshine feels good. I'm waiting for the sunshine. I'm still underground right now, like trying to plow through this cold weather to get to the sunshine. But that's what relationships are like. And it's worth it. It is worth it. So, that was the second challenge. Um, the third thing is what environment will you elevate? This one is huge for me. I'm not going to say it's the one I probably struggle with the most, but it's something that has been very like heavy on my heart here recently because this is something I've been meditating on for weeks now. <clears throat> but what parts of your story will you elevate? That's where I'm landing with this. When you're talking about your life and the things that have happened, whether it's hurtful or things that have caused pain, what is elevated in those stories when you tell them to others or when you tell them to yourself? Because we do a lot of self-meditating, not medicating, self-meditating on the things that have happened to us that can get us in a really horrible position mentally. But what are we elevating? Will we elevate how God showed up or will we just elevate the pain we went through? Will we elevate how God provided for us or only the things that were taken from us? Will we elevate the way God healed us or only how someone hurt us? I'm telling you that this is a challenge for me because I had a friend that I was talking to recently she was telling me about this. This is, this is something she had mentioned to me about how she had told stories of her past and how the Lord was really leaning on her heart to say, to tell her, what are you, where, like, how are you retelling this story? How are you retelling this story? Because it's important, you know, because our testimony should be the thing that we point to Jesus in. It should be the thing that we are showing Jesus through our story. I'm not saying avoid the hurt, heal Heal, do the work to heal from the hurt, to heal from the pain, to heal from what was taken from you. Heal from it so that what you're able to elevate is the goodness of God. You're able to say this happened, but this is where God showed up. This is what was taken, but this is what God provided for me. That's where we get to elevate our, our story, our testimony, our Jesus to others. This is huge and it's hard at times. I get it. I'm telling you, I know. But in Philippians 4, verse 8, 
It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. I think some of us, myself included, need to plaster this verse somewhere that we can see it daily that we are reminded, what are we meditating on? Because what we meditate on will ultimately be elevated in our lives. We will elevate what we are constantly thinking on. I want to be known for elevating the goodness of God, not the pain that's been caused by man in life. I want to be known for elevating his love. I want to challenge each of us to elevate God because it's the fruits in our lives that others see. You see, we're, we're talking about flourishing. We're talking about trees and all of the things that are planted. We can't not talk about the fruits that are in our lives. You see, fruit is not just for me. It's also for others. You see, love overflows onto others. When we understand how loved we are, it overflows to others. Joy spreads to others. Because if you walk in here and you are smiling and you are like all good to go, there, that does something within me. Because I'm like, man, that's amazing. Joy spreads to others. Peace is attractive to others. Let me tell you, when you are around someone that has the peace of God, all of the things that you are dealing with just seem to be very, like, minimal in that moment because peace is attractive. The fruit that we are producing that others get to see is what will show them the goodness of God. Kindness blesses others. How many times have you walked into a store and someone held the door for you and smiled and said, have a good day, and you're, you're just like, thank you. Like, who does that nowadays? Kindness, when we are kind, it blesses others. And faithfulness strengthens relationships. And others will see it. The faithfulness of God, the faithfulness you have in your relationships it strengthens others. The words that we get to share with others strengthen, strengthen them. What we elevate matters. You see, like I said earlier about the, the, the trees and the root system often being intertwined to help bring a foundation for the, tr the tree is true. But as that tree grows and it gets taller, what do you see at the top of that tree is branches that are spread out that are going all different directions. And that is what our fruit can do in our lives, is that we've built this foundation on Christ and who he says we are, and we've cultivated a foundation and relationships that is able to hold us in strong or in hard seasons so that we're able to spread out our branches and share the goodness of God and elevate the good news of who he is to everyone around us. There's just so much good stuff when you think about plants and trees and all of this that we can just learn so much from. But our fruit isn't just for us. It's for others. And how we elevate God in our lives and in our stories affects others. Jeremiah 17, 8. 
It says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. You see, no matter the circumstance, God is there. No matter if it's, it's a good season, he's there. No matter if you feel drought coming, he's there. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. And when we are grounded and we have operated in all of these areas, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. We will be like the strong, tall, tall tree that just blows. It just blows with the wind. You feel it because it's real. Life happens, but you're not shaken and broken by it. That's what it's like to flourish. That's what God has for us, what he wants for us. And that's what I pray that your 2023 will look like, where you will feel the, the, the strength that he has given you to flourish in this life. I'm going to close by reading Psalms 92 again. But I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version because it is just so powerful. And as I'm reading this, the, the band is able to come back up. But it says, the righteous will flourish like the date palm, long-lived, upright, and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of God. Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Let me pray as we close. God, I thank you that you have called each of us to flourish in this life. That as we are being aware of all of the environments that we are tolerating, that we are cultivating, and that we are elevating this year, that we are just able to see your goodness in each one of them. We are able to stand in who we are and elevate your goodness no matter what. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.